Welcome to One Track Minds, where we talk about a song in the context of the band and the album. Uh, today, I am just a shell of who I used to be. I am quite sick, but I'm here and we're going to talk about And Now I'm Nothing by The Wonder Years. Welcome in, Devin. Hello. And Ian. Hi. What's going on, guys? What's going on, indeed? Um, not too much. It sounds like you ha- are sick. Uh, and you, are you feeling uh, any better? Or I feel like I'm on the up, but uh, it's just like, you know, when you are you get a stomach bug and you don't eat for a couple days and in the recovery period is a little... A little rough, so I'm a little spacey, but uh, we're going to make it through and uh, talk about uh, the Wonder Years. What about you, Ian? Anything interesting? Um, yeah, I've, I mean, the sickness is, is real. I fe- I'm fine, but my kids have been um, perpetually cyclically, cyclically uh, sick since, like, <laughs> Christmas time, I feel like. Um, it's like a never-ending perpetual symptoms I get, the clinic is like the worst thing ever because i take them to the clinic if they want to go back to school it's my least favorite place in the world we all have doctors but you can't go see your doctor it takes like eight days like, i was already well, sick i was sick um on the christmas break but I, I don't know i get sick maybe once a year and then never again and until the next year <laughs> so I, I, are you the same Matt, or is this like yeah, a, it used to be the thing? case it used to be the case but it seems like my sickness like it seems like i'm getting sick at a like a uh, higher frequency which is uh concerning um you know so as a result we've kind of uh we lapsed a little bit there's been a lot um going on kind of uh i guess scheduling wise that kind of messed us up uh, over the last few weeks for for episodes so we're back now to to finally discuss the wonder years uh band not tv show unfortunately sure, but i would love to talk about the tv show i love that <laughs> <Yeah>. show <laughs> i think um i think it's an it's an interesting pick and i'm i'm curious to uh to first hear from you matt if it's not too much trouble you can gently lean your head forward out of, out of your your bed which i assume you're laying in I am I'm in my bed and I'm wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> Tell us about your experience with this band. This was uh for me this was an interesting uh week going back or week and a half going back to the Wonder Years. Um this album came out uh, roughly a year after I I moved back to or moved to Windsor after um kind of like just hitting rock bottom uh <laughs> in 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 toronto and um so this i was there. this i was there with you you right saw now, me right? you saw me <laughs> i was uh, there with the by the bottom we, we, were, we were we were we were both there um so so this album really spoke to me coming out of this this dark this dark period and so it was interesting going going back and like re-listening to the album as a whole because it meant so much to me at the time and what i can draw a little bit of a parallel to is kind of uh the newfound glory self-titled record where like Mm -hmm. i go back to this record that i listened to like non-stop thousands and thousands of times it it seems uh um and it does not hold up as well as i thought it did (laughs) 
but it takes you back like memory wise i assume like with the newfound glory because i'm in the exact same boat like when i was in high school was that was on repeat and like it does take me back to like these weird memories that i don't want to have where it's like oh weird like i these things mattered so much like you know whatever girls and friends and problems um but but i never had that with the wonder years because i feel like that they were they came much kind of later later for me i know that 2010 if i recall uh i'm not sad anymore i listened to that quite a bit but i didn't realize that this album actually followed that quite closely or maybe i was like behind a few years on on the band's like releases because this was pre kind of music service for me so like i i probably i don't know how i i must have had to buy the cd or something um but yeah i mean i i don't know i i you can continue matt sorry <laughs> well i was gonna i was gonna uh ask ian what do you have any experience with the wonder years did you listen to them when when they came out so <clears throat> i this was my first time listening to this record all the way through i've listened to the wonder years and kind of bits and pieces they kind of just i don't know why they never grabbed my full attention but to me they were kind of like this is going to sound kind of hipster douchey but they're they always kind of like uh very like immediately adjacent to the bands that were most important to me like the bands that i w- would would be listening to every day would you'd see them playing shows with the wonder years quite frequently or sharing a label whether it's hopeless or no sleep or or whatever they happen to be on um but i it's interesting to me that you both mentioned newfound glory particularly that that self-titled because i i thought of that record while i was listening to this one just in the sense that it kind of does the same thing but it it, what i like about the wonder years and this era of like pop punk in general that i guess like wonder years are from well i yeah i looked it up they're from you know eastern pennsylvania (laughs) which is kind of like around the 2010 late 2000s early early 10s that kind of philadelphia music hub kind of happened uh while no one was paying attention so i always find stuff that comes out of that scene um it's, it's always worth investigating just to kind of like round out that world to me that kind of lore of like that era in in a scene that I wasn't a part of. I think that's kind of romantic. Um, but I thought about Newfound Glory because it definitely, it, it gives me the same, um, the, the same uh, like visceral reaction listening to it, but with a much more updated aesthetic. Like it's interesting to me that you kind of said it doesn't really hold up to your ears because if I were to someone, if I were to talk to someone that's never listened to pop punk after 2005 i would i would feel totally comfortable giving them this album and saying like this is kind of what happened after everyone traded in their american apparel hoodies and and hurley t-shirts and started wearing flannel and and jean jackets um and kind of yeah and kind of carried the the some of the pop punk musical and production kind of tricks and hacks and and the kind of ideology um shallow as it can be sometimes i guess it it just to me it it just kind of works in this context yeah i didn't really uh i didn't really enjoy the experience to be honest i felt 
kind of like a chore to listen to it all the way through. Uh, a, it's kind of long. Um, and then I also feel like just because like I'm waiting for this last song because that's the song you picked, and then I'm like by the end I'm just kind of like sick of it. I I don't like I I like the band less now. I guess I don't know if that's kind of what you're saying. <laughs> like I would have said like last week, yeah, like I'm a fan of the Wonder Years, and that's like a couple songs here and there I'll like add to a playlist and it's like fun. And then you just realize that like, Oh, that's the same thing like over and over. And it, I, I kind of get this, like the themes in the lyrics just like reoccur so much that you're just like, I'm just like eye rolling every time he says like, I'm this generation something or mentions a fountain. Um, and then this <laughs> they do song a lot kind of throwbacks. They that. do a lot of like callbacks to previous songs. And at the time I was like, wow, this is, that's this deep. <laughs> is groundbreaking. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it because it's just kind of like, and I don't know necessarily, maybe it was like a very well thought out artistic choice, but um, it could also have just been like lazy writing. And, and I, I don't know, like if this band really um, now looking back, it's like, did they stumble kind of into like a place of like influence? Were they just like the first band to kind of do this like real dudes music or whatever you want to call it? Like you said something, Matt, once I think it was you that like classified these types of lyrics as something like the lyrics that are just like, I'm, I'm getting a Pepsi or whatever. Like, I don't know how I okay. what what term I use to, to maybe you just made up a term. You were just like, pizza, it's like pizza and Pepsi lyrics or whatever. But it's sure. Mountain Dew, I think you said or something. Oh, yeah. When I was talking about um, like 100 Gex. Yeah. So like, th yeah, I don't I don't think that I can really like stomach it much anymore. Um, like keeping it real type stuff. I And then I, I think the breakdowns are kind of cool when they happen. And like, to be honest, I like some of the, I like the when the older stuff when they were like a little bit more easy core and like a little more gimmicky and a little bit less uh, serious. But that always yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I prefer I've, I've like followed I, I've stuck with them through throughout their their career. And I've listened to every record that they've released since the beginning. I started with The Upside. So I was listening to uh, that album before um, Suburbia came out and The Greatest Generation came out after that. And I, 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 I loved all those three records. And then they they lost me. I think those three are considered like a trilogy. And then they went off in some direction that complete. I think that they tried to move away from the, the Coca-Cola Doritos style. And for whatever reason, um, even though it doesn't hold up now, it, it turned me off. And so uh, I kept listening and I even listened to their most recent record, uh, but I just don't like them um, as much as I love those. I loved those three records. I think that what's the greatest generation. I think I actually already felt that way. Like in that they moved. Cause, cause I think my meter starts like further back than you, like where it's like, I kind of liked that they were just this goofy, like dumb band singing about cereal. And then like, and then they were this like kind of, you know, whatever we want to call it, like average Joe kind of lyrics. And, and that was still kind of fun. And I did like it at the time. I just think I outgrew it a little bit. But then when Greatest Generations came out, I was like, oh, no. it was like, yeah, they're just like, is that the one with that Cardinal song? Like Cardinal I, flew into my window or whatever? 
No, that that, oh, okay. one, that was on the record after the Greatest so that's, Generation. So then when I, I never listened to the Greatest Generation, and then I checked out what that Cardinal one or whatever, and then that's I felt the same way as you then. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, they're like really trying to distance themselves. And almost like, are they a Christian band now? Or like, that's what it felt like, but whatever. I, I, I just want to just quickly uh, stand. Uh, I just want to sell out my funeral because that is, it still, in my opinion, holds up as a, as their greatest song. last track on the greatest generation so i do i do love that but going back to um what you just mentioned about christianity i just had a uh uh i wanted to mention that i don't think like diatribes on religion by the pop punk bands uh like hold up at all i think that they're in general terrible uh set your goals is like the gold standard of terrible takedowns of religion in my like an old book misread by set your goals is such a bad it does it does not stand the test of time that's a opinion. band that i do know i'm i'm good like i'll stick with the memories i don't need to go listen and remember what set your goals sounds like yeah i know they have two singers and that's enough that's enough for me that's enough information um yeah i guess like I, I I don't see the connection between like takedowns of religion and Bachbum, but maybe you can point out some more examples. Well, well the the song on ugh, I gotta go. I gotta pull up my track list. How many times did you listen to the album, Devin? Once or twice. I I, okay. I think like I sporadically like once through and then he, yeah like, went back to a few songs. I really the... like the first song. I I will say like I like that came out swinging song. I think is a great like album intro and and kind of get gets you pretty hyped. Uh, but then they try to maintain that level and like, and it's kind of like, okay. I love, like, I love came out swinging. I still, I think that's another one that that's a really good song. Yeah. Is, that's is one of my good favorites one. as well. I won't say the Lord's prayer is a song that I'm referring to. That one just is very, it's not as bad as set your goals, uh, song about Christianity, but it's, it really is. It's kind of weird because, like, it's so acceptable. Like, like we don't like bad religion and no effects. Like, that's fine. Like, they can they can comment, but but for some reason, you you think that like it's just because like they're not. I mean, I don't know. They're not as smart. Like pop punk bands are newer well, pop punk bands are not as clever think, as like. I think pop punk bands still have to be likable to an extent. Like, no effects. Like, I feel like their the attitude is like, we don't really care if you think we're assholes because we know this is a shitty thing to say. To somebody, and some people will think it's hilarious or cool or whatever, but we can we can do that because we're fine with being the villain. Whereas I feel like pop punk, especially when you're talking about that kind of Doritos and Mountain Dew brand of of kind of uh, adolescently focused yeah. music, it doesn't yeah. work when you're just when you're hateable like that. Yeah, I, I took got my skateboard and I went to the store and then I went to Denny's for dinner. Yeah, um, and then I yeah. thought about kissing a girl and then yeah. I wrote about it. Yeah, I think title fight, title title fight. I think like we're kind of like the, like, <laughs> like the classy version of like of this genre. Um, so I don't yeah. know why that yeah. just kind of struck me. Like they're they're much more, and like 
I, I feel like the other easy core band we talked about, Dagger Mouth, kind of has like that. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's like it's like very angsty, and you know that the person's probably pushing thirty when they're saying it, but it's like at least like for Dagger Mouth, it's kind of more diary. Like the stuff actually feels like it's worth mentioning, whereas like there's some points in this type of music, and I'm just gonna single out the Wonder Years because they are like the most band. They're the most this kind of band band. And that's like sometimes it's just like, well, there's that that might as well just not say anything at all, because like I don't care that you tied your shoe in the parking lot at 3 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There, I think uh, you guys are kind of I want to kind of do a little bit of a dive into the, some of their earlier, earlier stuff, because to me, this 2010 is like fairly early. I'm more familiar um, with their later records, to be honest. Like I did check out The Hum Goes On Forever um sister cities is is what that, that's what i think of if you're if you say do you listen to the wonder years that's kind of what i would know um but i'm interested just to kind of see how different some of the earlier stuff is just based on some of the comments that you guys have made what i do think is cool about about this record and others like it is um it does kind of this sound this is going to sound kind of hokey but it, it to me, it does kind of keep the the pop punk uh, canon alive a little bit. Like, I feel like it could have easily gone the way of like hair metal after a certain point because you know, like, oh, we always used to listen to Follow Boy, but now that's kind of embarrassing because we're fo- you know Follow Boy now is is worlds away than what they were when they started, and even that is still a, has a bit of a cringe to it. Whereas this, I kind of, as far as genre evolution goes, I think this is, uh, it just ended up being a nice way to, to update a kind of dated aesthetic that was pop punk. And they, I mean, I, I feel like this kind of early 2010s Philly wonder years kind of scene had a pretty big hand in it. And they ended up being pretty largely influential on some of these newer bands because of that kind of era but i think that like there is two two trajectories i think though because i think there's also things like um which i'm not like as versed in is like all time low and like neck deep and these bands that kind of more spawn like the emo rap stuff um so like that kind of is all kind of the future of pop punk but if you're talking specifically about like what was pop punk in like 2015 yeah also take this to your grave is like not cringe at all it's one of the greatest pop punk records ever. okay but i'll tell you i'll tell you i was <laughs> showing my son uh like an interview i was like oh let's watch an interview with fallout boy when they were when take this to your grave came out this will be this will be fun this will be fun and uh, we start watching it and then it devolved quickly into Pete Wentz, like very aggressively hitting on the interviewer, and it was so awkward. I was like, "Turn it off! Turn it off! Turn it off!" And so, so that that life. part is cringy. They're I just cring- don't- oh sure, they're cringy, but that record's yeah. great. The record's great. I just I it, love it. it. It ruined it. It took my enjoyment out of it a little bit when I found out that all their which I'm not. You guys are much more interested in the lyric than I am. But when I found out that all of their songs are kind of like hot topic Mad Libs and that Pete just kind of writes little one-liners in a journal and then gives them to Patrick and he kind of like 
cuts and pastes them all together. I was kind of like, oh, I don't like that. But that's interesting because we had the like we go back in time to like seven or eight, nine months ago, whatever we were talking about at the drive-in. Uh, yeah, we kind of said like we were kind of praising like that type of like no meaning, uh, you know, like creating art out of chaos kind of thing. But I, but like Fallout Boy. You, it seems more like they're trying to like the songs would mean something or like, yes, it's like, like Oh, this is a diary rock song. Like yeah, this is someone's life. And then, then you find like, out that I don't know. I don't know what a televator is, but I, I know what a notch in your bedpost is. And yeah. I feel like yeah that's I kind of like more of like a kind of like e- easy to, you know, low hanging fruit kind of like tongue in cheek. Yeah, I definitely. I do see the difference now, having said that like, completely. <laughs> but like, I, I do. Th- there's just something to be said about like, I just am in the camp of like, it doesn't like it doesn't need to intentionally have like mean something at the time of writing to like become something that has like meaning or whatever afterwards. Um, right. Mostly because that's just how I write songs in a sense. Like I write songs just like mostly literal and then people tend to take metaphor out of it and i'm like oh yeah yeah that's definitely what it was <laughs> which, and, and the opposite could be true of somebody else's approach which is it's all fun i th- i mean like i think part of that whole to to kind of end our diversion that whole pure volume era pure volume. Of, <laughs> of uh of music i think that kind of like maybe i don't know if it was more commonplace but it seemed like part of the trend was to kind of like we were all kind of doing that so it, it yeah. didn't stand out as much yeah but what band were we talking about one yeah, year you know Wonder i years. would like to continue our diversion actually yeah. <laughs> you know let's quickly before we before we leave follow boy i just want to say just from reading that reading that book it actually made me and i know devin has strong feelings about my chemical romance but it actually made me like my chemical romance as people more than the fallout boy people it seemed like the the guy from my chemical romance was just like in his room like ignoring everyone like drawing comics where, whereas follow boy were doing like manipulative tactics on people i just it just did not it made me like my chemical romance more even though i i much preferred follow boy's music anyways that's just, that's just to do it, I a tangent I can, on your i completely tangent. agree with that whole sentiment i just need to say that like I don't have strong feelings about My Chemical Romance. It's like the exact opposite. I've literally okay. never heard a song by them. Oh, interesting. I I, I just think... don't know. It just doesn't seem like it was never in the genre. Like if it never seemed like a band that was like, oh, if I like this, I'll like this. And no, everything and the, that I like, that's this the problem. Never... That's why they have so many haters, in my opinion. I think the reason they're so polarizing is because they are misgenred ninety percent of the time. Everyone wants, everyone needs them to be, you know, emo or, or, you know, screamo or pop punk or whatever. And they're, they're none of those things. It's just a rock. It's like the killers. It's like calling the killers emo. Yeah, they're, they're like a traditional rock band in, in the, in the tradition of the, the Guns N' Roses, which I, which I love. Okay. Yeah. yeah, So there we go. That's just a part of the conversation again. And we came at it again, where it's like, it's just like, there's no reason for me to like cross that threshold. And mm-hmm. I felt the same way. So intuitively about my chemical romance, I'd never avoided them. I never had an aversion to it. It just never came up. <laughs> it, like I literally just went through my whole life. And then when I was like 30, someone was like, Oh, you like emo? Like, Oh my, I love my chemical romance. And I was like, hang on a minute. 
Um, I've never listened so, to them. <laughs> that's the problem. With going back to to the Wonder Years uh, to wrap up the the convo on them, uh, they uh, did actually. Uh, he talked about the lead singer was Dan, Soupy, Soupy, Soupy Campbell, Soupy Campbell. He uh, he went to our our good friend Mark Hoppus uh, for 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 writing tips uh, for the most recent album. I learned the most recent, as in like. Like when was that actually? Because they this band broke up, right? No, they just oh. released a record like a, a year. I think ago like two years ago, year. yeah. Two years wow. ago, yeah. Yeah, no interest really, but that's no. Cool. I would. I. I mean, for me, it's like it's. I have. I. I really do not enjoy bands talking about having kids. Like it, I think they lose me. Even though I have a kid, it really does not hold any interest to me. Good. So a lot of this record is about you know having you, a kid. you want to be the kid you right want, you want you want the songs that are about my dad to, you know and yeah i want to live yeah. in suspended peter pan syndrome which is yeah. where, where i am yeah and i don't want to you know step into reality which is i have a child with whom i am responsible for in a terrifying world <laughs> okay matt you did okay Matt's been nursing some NyQuil, so yeah, yeah. Have you been watching? Have you been watching a lot of Forty Eight Hours lately? <laughs> I, I just rewatched Zeitgeist. I'm just kidding. Oh, man, you're getting this is great. We should start the podcast over with you with this energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think I think there's a lot to be said. I do. This band has definitely been in my rotation it's so funny because you were saying i want to check out their older stuff or whatever just to see and i went on spotify while you were doing that you probably hear me clicking clacking um and they don't the album that is on my like car i have a usb stick in the car like that kind of comes up and i listen to is like their really first like demo and it's like really stupid and it's not on spotify they're just wiped it they're embarrassed about it it. Yeah. yeah It's like really like it's got like egregious like metalcore breakdowns and like the songs are like really ridiculous, like enough ridiculous enough to actually be kind of like interesting. And they're like all written by children, like songs about like Captain Crunch and stuff. Yeah, um, there literally is a Captain Crunch song. Yeah, but those are gone. That never happened, I guess. These are this is a serious band, folks. No, but the early like the first the first record that is on Spotify, there's like some gems like Drowning My Sorrows and Lucky Charms and Soy Milk. I do I do love that lyric. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything's kind of clever when you first hear it, but then it kind of Yeah, I just feel like it it's like if 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 his lyrical style is literally to like only diary things that are happening to him, like and be real, obviously he's gonna start to repeat himself because like not that much interesting stuff happens. It's kind of like when a band, like when their second album is all about like their life on tour and you're just like, okay, yeah, we get it. Well, I can't relate anymore. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. That's where he loses me. Uh, So like, like I said, this, this album like really affected me because I had to move home. I left a, uh, I, I don't know if I had a serious job, but you know, like I was trying to create a career in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I broke up with a, uh, with my girlfriend. And so like, it really spoke to me. But then when he starts singing about being in airports and like touring, it's like, I cannot relate. Yeah. Having fun with his friends. You're like, come on, man. I can't relate. I have no friends. I don't know anyone here. (laughs) 
Yeah, I felt the exact same. Like it was pretty much the same time around the exact same time we did the same thing. Like just move back and like give up on our dreams at like a ridiculously young age. Yeah. <laughs> like way too young to be like, well, I've failed. I finished school. I've been out of film school for two months. And you know what? It's too hard. I'm, and look I'm at us now. Me. We're recording a podcast with three listeners. We recorded a podcast with three listeners in 2005, too. Yeah, that's that, true. Nothing has changed. But oh, we dang. have we have been consistent this time. This is like the 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 most uh, the most longevity we've we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, is this more not longevity because Friends after the show lasted years? Uh, sure, but like the most episodes by the far. The most episodes. Yep, you got it. And it's all thanks to Ian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ian's really the glue that holds us together. I'm just happy to be here. Having a person that I don't want to let down, because like I don't care if I let you down, because I know that we're cool. Like you would never, yeah. like whatever. If I was like I don't want to do this anymore, you were like I don't want to do this anymore. It's like no disappointment. We're just like yeah, sure. I was I was actually thinking that. <laughs> That's what you would probably say. Um, so like having a third person to keep us accountable is like it's huge. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. All right, that's all I've got for the Wonder Years. Anybody anybody else have anything they want to add? No, we covered it, I, I think. I mean, unless uh, I don't want to speak for Ian, but yeah. No, I, I don't have anything else to say about that. I do have a question, though, that's totally unrelated because uh, in in following up on our Pitchfork conversation from last episode, I've watched the entirety of the primetime Grammy Awards ceremony. Oh, my God. You have a strong constitution. And uh, I was somewhat entertained, um, but I, I, it's notable to me because the the album that I spent the most time over the last 12 months listening to won a Grammy. And what I want to know is, does that have any positive or negative or, or neutral um, variance on how you perceive, um, you know, a recorded work. Yes. For me, I mean, obviously, like we all know that I'm a hyper judgmental person. It's an issue. <laughs> For me, it's like it depends on the genre of music. So like if it's like a Kanye record and it won a Grammy, it'd be like, oh, that's sick. I want to listen to that album. But then if it's like if they were like, oh, no effects, just won a Grammy or whatever, or bad religion, I'd be like, oh, I don't like them anymore. I would love I to see them accept the award. I don't want, I don't know because it's becomes, then you become like, it's like then the culture that I would associate them with, which I still feel like I'm a part of, like becomes a spectacle and people are like, oh, there's a guy with the blue spiky hair. It's like, I just feel like then you just, it's like it be, punk rock just becomes like the clown, the jester of the music industry, which I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. I mean, I, it didn't bother me. It got me like I, I was uh, excited when Arcade Fire won uh, for, um, I think, the suburbs. Uh, it was the suburbs. I, I was I was excited about that. I think um, I'm assuming you're talking about Boy Genius, the record. Boy Genius won the record, um, won Best Alternative Album, which didn't even make the show because they don't, which is weird. There's a lot oh, more focus on like on like uh like live performances live for tv performances so they yeah. only really they only really give away like 10 awards it's actually the... a better it's of all the award shows which are it's a low bar it's i think the best produced it's like a little concert show this year's this year's was nice like joni mitchell performed uh 
um, Tracy Chapman did Fast Car live on TV. It was, it was, they did a good job. But, Jay-Z, uh, Jay-Z went on a rant. Jay-Z went on a weird rant. Oh, Didn't, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, he brought his daughter on stage for no reason. Um, but Boy Genius won a Grammy. And for them, I'm kind of like, oh, that's fine. That's cool. You know, like, I don't good know for them. I've never I heard think, of that. I'm sorry. That's fine. It doesn't matter. But they're, they're, it's three female singer-songwriters. Um, and they made, they, they're all friends i gather and they made an album together and i really enjoyed it and it won a grammy but i don't really doesn't really affect my enjoyment of it i too though was entertained when arcade fire won their grammy because it was fun for me to go go look at twitter and facebook or whatever and watch everyone else that's never heard of arcade fire and it's like i I thought eminem was supposed to win this and who are these pale canadians on stage accepting this Grammy, like what's an arcade fire? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of Taylor Swift throughout the the evening. But I just thought that was interesting because, like, now, I think I'm at the age now where a lot of music I listen to is kind of part of like the um, alternative mainstream. Like the National wins a Grammy every year, um, and I just I don't know. It doesn't really wow me anymore but i don't know i i used to be i think really i I, it was more of a competitive event like in the 90s when i was like you know uh, a preteen and i would watch like oh who's gonna win santana and rob thomas or lou bega i don't know rubbing my hands together but um i mean like my experience is so opposite like i could not for every year of my life give two craps about the freaking crap. I know that's why I love that's why I love having you know you, like uh you it's like so we have such different we're coming at it from such different angles which which I like my opinion on the grammy is that they they can go you know f, f off like I have I I I don't give I wow I don't know man maybe I'm like too culture counterculture minded like I can't I hate I love I, it I I'm into it. I'm into it. I didn't watch the actual show. Do I cannot. You, I don't. Do you need the Grammys to be anti-Grammy? Like, is that mm. part of it? What do you mean? Like, oh, does do that I... need to? Does that need to exist so that you can say, or not you, like the or the fat mics of the world can say, like, I don't really care about this? No, because it's just like it wouldn't. It's not a. It's not a matter of not caring. I don't actively like hate watch it or like give opinions about it this is the first time i literally ever said the word grammy i think which is i'm not joking that might be the only time i've ever said the word grammy in my life <laughs> that's great um i I've, I've been uh listening to uh, a podcast on pavement and and it, it, pavement talks about how like they do not have any interest in mass appeal like they just do not want everyone to love them that's that sounds completely unappealing to them and and i do gravitate towards that a little bit more but for me it's like just a fun competition it's i don't know it's like it's like fun to to tune in um and like i didn't watch the whole show i just watched clips but uh i'm interested but not like not enough to sit through a whole the whole three hours yeah the only time i would check it out is if like you know Kanye says something like out of pocket and it's like uh, I love that kind of stuff but like otherwise I have zero interest in it um but cool yeah I mean that's great I I'm 
maybe maybe I'll, we'll do like um next year it'll be like a forced Evan to watch the Grammys like episode. <laughs> the Patreon my, uh, curtain will be. <laughs> yeah, I'll give my opinion. I'm I'm <laughs> and, fully willing to do that. That'd be. I Ian, just like maybe I love it. Going. I'll become like, a Grammy head. Say, like Ian, what I think is happening, what I think might be happening, is that the 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 Grammys, like the the people that are voting, are are dying. Uh, and oh, exactly. So, like, That's exactly. And so, like that. the people that are taking over are getting closer to our age, and so it does seem like it's skewing a little bit more alternative, although not like not no effects alter like not to that degree but it is moving in that direction so Devin, it is going to be i think it's going to continue to move in that direction so it might be interesting next year to to try it yeah i'll definitely i have no problems with trying it i i like i said it just is not it's like a negative uh, like a negative opinion no it's like a non-opinion i don't have an opinion on it because it doesn't exist to me um, which is like so. I know that I sound like I think I'm so cool, but I'm no, sorry. That's fine. It just, it just I mean, it's totally fair. It's just the honest, like truth. Yeah. Whose turn is it this week? Is it you, Devin? I or think Ian? it's Ian. Okay. I I have a pick. I, I go last pick. usually. Yeah, and I I haven't solidified my choice yet. So so yeah, Ian. Um, which thematically, I think this is going to flow off of Matt's pick. Uh, there's a few few commonalities that I'm noticing. This is a band. Also from the Philly area. Um, also with um, some thinly veiled religious commentary. Um, <laughs> also, the song is about uh, or contains some snow. So there you go. Um, the song is called Winter Solstice. And it is off the 2018 self-titled album from Me Without You. Awesome. This is right. going to be great. We'll uh we'll do it next week unless Matt passes passes on to the next life. I'm sure I'll be fine. Um and uh yeah, I mean this was good. I'm glad that you made time for this, Matt, even though you're sick. Hope you get well soon. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Cool. We did it. Uh, that ended up being pretty. What's our time on that? That's thirty-nine minutes. Oh, that's so pretty good. Crying. Sorry, I hung up. That was bad. Um, I need to stop the recording. We went on. We went on some tangents. Tangents are good. Tangents yeah. is where the good stuff is. Yeah. When I start yelling.